Oh, hi. Hello. Welcome to the Let's Go Eat Show. Uh, my name's Bill Allred, and I kind of run the show. And today, we're really happy to have with us Tyler Glenn. Now, this is a, an episode we recorded a while ago, but um, it's as fresh as everything. Tyler Glenn, lead singer, Neon Trees, one of the co-founders of the band Neon Trees. Many of you uh, who are listening to this podcast, probably you know him. You, you love him. You adore him. You've been a Neon Trees fan forever. And this is the first time you've ever checked out the Let's Go Eat show. I hope we show you a side of Tyler Glenn that you, you didn't really know or you weren't aware of. He's gone through a lot recently, and he's come out of that a better person, a happier person. And, you know, he's a really interesting person. He was interesting before he went through this kind of transformation that he'll talk about, but he's maybe even more interesting now. Uh, Neon Trees is uh, uh, sort of back together and recording new material as of this recording, and uh, that stuff is great as well. I really admire Tyler Glenn. He's um, sensitive, he's smart, he's charming, and and a hell of a good interview, I think. So here it is, Tyler Glenn of Neon Trees on the Let's Go Eat Show. Uh, Tyler Glenn, Neon Trees, let's get right to it. Yeah. Here on the Let's Go Eat Show. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, happy to. Yeah, your headphones good and all yeah. that? You can control them right here. If you, or I turned them uh, all, all the way up. Okay. Uh, so here, so uh, uh, I wanted to talk to you a long, a long time because I I don't know a lot about your origin story. Okay. Uh, Neon Trees. Uh, how long have you guys been together now? Uh, we uh, 2005, I guess I would say, is when we all met up and down in Provo. But you you don't you're not originally from Provo. No, I grew up in Southern California, Temecula, mm-hmm. so it's kind of near San Diego. Um, and I brought up LDS, went on a mission, and then moved right after my mission to utah to go to byu i didn't go to byu no i was my guitar player who also grew up in temecula he while i was on my mission he went to provo to sort of just like pursue college and a girl and Hmm. that whole thing and i i was kind of like okay well i don't want to go to provo but i'll move there because i want to play music with you and my whole goal was just to grab him back to california and then we could like start the band but he wasn't having it. And then I discovered Provo actually had like an interesting scene that was budding. That's, it, it does. And it's mm-hmm. amazing, isn't yeah. it? I mean, who, who comes out of there? You, you guys, Imagine, Imagine Dragons. Dragons, um, Fictionist, Moth in the Flame. And, and then the uh, killers the, kind the, of, the killers have an association. Mm-hmm. Um, th- and there's a lot of new bands so, sort of budding too. So it's cool. Uh, and that's what I just kind of, we were actually doing better there than we were in the big vast metropolis of like, LA, San Diego. Mm-hmm. So we ended up getting signed and from from Provo in like 2008. So, so you and uh, and what's uh, your Chris uh, Allen is our guitar player. And, uh, he, and he, he was the guy you came uh, with. Followed, uh, yeah, from yeah, California. Yeah. And uh, and then there've been some other band members, but you've have a really uh, pretty solid Yeah, core. our Yeah, the, the kind of the the neon trees most of the mainstream, I guess would know like since our Signed is the band that's always been the yeah. entries, but we uh, Elaine we started and, uh, Elaine and Brandon, yeah, yeah, Brandon, yeah. We went through a few early uh, incarnations, but it's always been me and Chris kind of as the form. Uh, so you did you grow up with Chris? Yeah, he's a little older, but we were in the same ward in church and the same. Uh, 
I mean, literally around the corner. So, mm-hmm. and your your do your parents live here now? No, they live in Marietta, Temecula. Oh, they, still, they're, yeah. they're still in in California. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, you, have you become? Do you think a Utah boy? <laughs> I think so. It's I haven't changed my uh, my uh, license my ID. Yeah, it's like still, still California. It's still 2009. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I look like a vampire in it. Really? Uh, it's from 2009. Is it but with the blonde hair? No, look, it's even worse. Oh my god! I look like What's, Glenn what, Danzig. What is up with that? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish we could take uh, Amish goth. It's really bizarre. You I have, have no idea what that I was doing. Killer widow's peak. <clears throat> yeah, Eddie Munster thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, I guess I am. But I also like just changed my address finally mm-hmm. from my parents' address. Mm-hmm. I Neon just was and, on. and the name the name comes from uh, what? Neon trees. I know, but tell people. Um, it's that's my least favorite question in the world. Is it? Yeah, I. You still have to answer it. Um, you could not. You don't, don't no. answer it. Don't, no, don't no, it's to. stupid. I, no, it's fine. I will. It's ninth grade. Uh, in and Out Burger. Me and my friends were sitting there, and they had the one I was would go at had actual neon palm tree lights. Mm-hmm. So we were called the neon palm trees for a second, and then neon. I kind of like that. Neon palm trees. Neon palm trees. It's I a can, little. It's a little more to say. But yeah, it's yeah. a little more to say. Uh, so, so talk about uh, if you would uh, growing up and uh, growing up with. In music, how that happened in your life? Mm. Um, I don't know how it happened. I know m- my parents would play music in in the house, um, we, like Michael Jackson, Eric Clapton, um, Ronnie Millsap. I think a weird assortment, country stuff, a weird some, assortment, some country yeah. stuff too. Huh? And then a lot of Michael Jackson. And then I, I think they just like knew I could. I was musical and w- could dance, and they just I don't know. They were just very encouraging of me to like. You're not good at soccer. You're not good at all that. So let's put you into something active. And I was in dance classes and dance classes. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I had this musicality, and I would sing in church, and I would try out for talent shows and stuff. And then I think it's when I discovered like punk rock and um, music in about seventh, eighth grade is when I had my own taste. Is when I like was like, oh, I can be in a band. What? And I don't necessarily still to this day know how to play a ton of instruments like. I know how, but it's very self-taught. Uh-huh. But there's just this um, romance I have with music. And did you give I up dance? Uh, I did because I got bullied. Um, I was like uh, 12. Yeah, I know it's sad. But uh, then I... Yeah, I mean, it is. It's, it's bullshit. It's, it's bullshit. I mean, it's yeah. bullshit that any... You know, so so what if you're a kid that's a 12-year-old boy and a good dancer, then be a dancer. You know? It was that weird time where we... I think now kids... Like it's so kind of cool now to be to dance and to like mm-hmm. be artistic, so that I like I'm I'm really glad kids can grow up feeling pretty accepted. So what about what year was that uh, um, when you were like twelve and being trying 92 to be ninety two maybe in the early nineties yeah. and, and uh, trying to be a dancer and an artistic kid and yeah and you got bullied so for sure so you got to toughen up. I toughened up and I got into Nine Inch Nails and Depeche Mode and mm-hmm. The Cure. <laughs> and went through that phase. Yeah, uh, hated my dad. Is that kind of? Listen, I I don't know about. I know you love your mother a lot. I love my dad too. I know, but I, I, I can I, joke I, about. I just because uh, I, I I saw you give a talk and with your mom and mm, she's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. so you so you uh, you do you do music and what was your first band? 
Uh, it was called Static Prone, which is a terrible band name. Static I, I'm not prone? an ace at band names, am I? <laughs> Neon Trees well, is cool. It's all right. Yeah. It's it's, you're it's like, it's good. all right. But it's, it's, no, it's good. Static it's, Prone's but, awful. But Neon Palm Trees. Neon is, Palm is Trees. Not, you like it better. No, I don't really. Okay. It's, good. It's, it's, <laughs> no, Neon Trees is... And Neon Trees is uh, uh, a good name, too, because it's... It is. It's sort of mysterious. Mm. I mean, you you wouldn't really know That's what why it is. That's why you don't like to answer the that, question. Yeah, I used to want to say it's like a Allen Ginsberg line in a you know poem or something, uh, just be all like yeah. poetic. But yeah, it's a. It wouldn't food. work on me. I know a lot of Allen Ginsberg. Food. Well, yeah, I know. I do too. <laughs> so is, one of, is he really one of your favorites? Yeah, I. Me too. I was a. Uh, yeah, I loved the whole slam poetry beat movement. Um, yeah, and I think him being gay or sort of experimenting and like kind of queer and kind of owning it kind of inspired me early on like oh there's ways to express yourself and not you know be yourself you're not going to believe this but i danced with alan ginsburg once are you kidding me no i was at a a concert here in salt lake and it was at the at the old fairgrounds when they uh, i don't know if you were around when they had still had they called it the dirt five so i don't yeah they called it the dirt palace it was uh, okay it was a stock. It's where they used to auction animals, but then they would have concerts there as well. And uh, I saw a lot of great bands there. I mean, I saw Jane's Addiction there. Wow. But years ago, I was uh, in high school, and I was uh, at a, a Buffalo. I think it was Buffalo Springfield, and I can't remember a couple of other bands. Uh, and Young Bloods. That's right, Young Bloods, Buffalo Springfield, and Allen Ginsberg was, was there. At the show. Yeah. He just was, I think he was just kind of following Buffalo Springfield mm-hmm. around. Or, and that was when Neil Young was with Buffalo Springfield. And, wow. And, uh, uh, they, and he was just down there on the floor and dancing. And so we just, you know, my girlfriend and I just, I went, God, that's Allen Ginsberg. And we just went down and kind of danced around with Allen Ginsberg for a little while. Didn't really talk. You know what anything. I love about that is that you didn't have a, well, whatever. It probably would have been cool to have a phone and like gotten a selfie. But you no. didn't have a phone. No, no. You just had that moment. Yeah, I told you. Ask for an autograph. I don't. I don't ever the do that. Of, the selfie of the time. I, I don't ask for autographs. And yeah, I, don't I feel do. weird about it too. Yeah. Do you? Uh, you don't. Uh, but you get asked for your autograph. Sure. I. I am very mostly polite. So whenever I read anything where like that guy was a dick to me or you were rude, I'm like, eh, I'm pretty like empathetic and conscious of like. I don't know. I mean, to, people come up and they want to talk to you. They want to take a picture yeah, with you, and you, you're you pretty accommodating. I'm patient. Yeah. yeah. I, because there was one time, like, when I, I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan, and we were sitting in the same sort of area on the plane, and I was like, and I wrestle with it, too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't ask for people's pictures. I don't. I try to play it cool. And he, and I was just, I was pretty spoofed up. Like, it was 2014, and our third record for Neon Trees was very cartoonish and bright colored. And um, so I was kind of doing, I was doing promo, so I was dressed probably like a character in one of his movies. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I, I have an in, we're going to like hit it off. And he was like not having it, not no. interested. Shut me down for the pick. And it it made me feel like, you know, so small. Why, so I, mean, I always think about that. And I'm kind like, of, so he was kind of an asshole. He was kind of an asshole, but I also am like, that's fine. Like, there are times where my gut reaction is to be like, I don't look like I want to be in a picture right now. And I'm mm-hmm. like kind of not feeling it, but I get that feeling of feeling like 
so small and rejected. So yeah. I don't want to do that to anybody. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm really not. I don't ever. I'm sure you get ask. hit up at places around. I, here. I, I go. Like, yeah, I around around Salt Lake. People. Do you almost, shut people down? No, I mean almost almost inevitably wherever I go, somebody wants to come up Absolutely. and talk to me, and I'm perfectly happy to talk to them and yeah. some to, and if they say could can I get a picture I said sure That's yeah no problem yeah. I it's and I own. know I look like shit I don't care I just you know I sometimes they, get because bugged, they but... don't care because they don't care they're not it's mostly they're I mean if they want to take the picture home and go could you believe how shitty he looks there's That's... actually one time I looked at a someone tweeted a photo and they had fixed me like they had oh, done really? like the app thing. <laughs> I was like, I don't look that smooth. <laughs> it was insane. Jeez. I didn't ask for that. Uh, so uh, let's go back to uh, static prone. Oh my gosh! So, uh, so, uh, really? Yeah. So <laughs> we what, have to. what kind of what kind of a band was that? Um, it was like Creedence Clearwater Revival covers, and then really green, and evolved into like a Green Day sound. Like we started writing music, mm-hmm. and I was listening to Weezer and Green Day at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I think by 11th, 12th grade, it sounded a little more like the Smiths and the Strokes, but it was like still just like really bad garage music. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, which is good. It was formative, yeah, and it mm-hmm. like got me on stage and made me realize like this is the best drug ever, and I have to do this. I have to find out a way like to make this something I can do all the time because I just loved. I hated being myself in normal life in my skin, but I loved being on stage, vamping it up and playing this this character almost so it, yeah, it I, is really. i sought it out yeah i think i think people who are really good at uh, uh at what you do like as you are thanks uh you know they 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 play a character when uh, mick jagger plays a character sure. on stage he's not like that really all the time he's, sure he's actually a, a quiet probably, moment a, probably and... a quiet skinny older gentleman mm-hmm. you know well and uh, it's like it's people who are sometimes uneasy in their skin or who are very introverted and shy Mm -hmm. who tend to be uh, the best performers and love being Mm. on the stage uh, because it's, you're in control of it. Sure. You, you know, it's not an unknown situation. You're in control and you, you are the one who decides what happens next. If you're sure. Mm -hmm. What, uh, what kind of gigs did static prone play school dances? Um, yeah, we play like the, we played like the pod, like the common area in school. And then we had the biggest show was actually, well, we did like a couple battle of the bands in San Diego and things like that. But the biggest show we played was actually our last show and it was at the community rec center and it was a show we put on Mm -hmm. and we decided to do it up big and they're like, it was fun. There was a stage and, and, but that like, we had like a long set and we played probably the best we'd ever played, but it was, I don't know. It was just awesome. Um, is there any is there any static prone uh, please no I music or anything uh, out there? There's a CD and my old guitar player who's now just a friend and he joined the um, I think he joined the Air Force. Uh, but yeah, no, there probably is, but I hope it doesn't exist. You don't want like to. even old Neon Trees demos before we made, started making like studio records, mm-hmm. I, I'll I'll venture back and I'm like. Ooh. Yeah, you don't. That you, was my Connor Oberst phase. That was my <laughs> oh, dashboard professional it. phase. Yeah, that was yeah, my. Because just those eras. That's a, that's hard. It I took w- a minute to find my voice. I it think. would be really hard to not do that, though. And it, and I mean, I guess you, <clears throat> I guess you kind of have to do it to learn what to do and then become yourself. Yeah, it's just weird even playing old music. Um, I don't know. 
playing you mean playing old like stuff that you guys did on your first record even that sometimes there's there's certain i don't recognize that person sometimes um but the sentiment's still there like all of our big songs are fun to always going to be fun to play like i don't understand the people that write those big songs and then don't want to play don't play them anymore like Mm -hmm. i get the gut to be like please pay attention to other stuff we're we're we've grown Mm -hmm. but there's that there's that connection and that it's so fun like in that moment when everyone's singing along to the same thing i heard a great story about steve tyler um aerosmith oh yeah and they were sitting around he was sitting there with joe perry is the guitar player and um (laughs) and they were listening to some old music and stuff that you know and stuff that they were thinking about maybe doing uh, on stage and he totally. and uh he said uh they're playing one song and steve Tyler said, cut that's a that's a great song that's that is a great song we ought to do that song who's that and joe perry said that's us asshole <laughs> we did that 10 years ago totally 10 years ago we did that song and it's on a record yeah he didn't he didn't recognize his own voice he didn't recognize it's true and he went Oh my God! It is us, isn't it? Totally. Yeah, that's it's just you know you change a lot as things you go do. on. Um, so uh, Static Prone than any other bands after that? Um, no, just Neon Trees. Honestly, like really, me and Chris, our, the guitar player for Neon Trees, we were, we would play together acoustic. We but we always were called Neon Trees just because I had that name mm-hmm. since you know high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the sound wasn't ever what it was until until we became a band, you know, until Provo. How did, uh, so you, you come to Provo and you start, and you're playing, and uh, your uh, Neon Trees is kind of forming, and how, what was it like, how, and how long did it take to kind of get it all gelled together, and, and when did you sort of really hit it? Mm, it was very quick, like, I got back from my mission. Where'd uh, you go? I went to Nebraska. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was inspiring. I'll bet. <laughs> Flat, isn't it? Flat is, yeah. Yeah. As hell. Um, I came back and I was like really actually upset that Chris had moved to Utah. I, was, I wasn't, I was like, that seems mm-hmm. totally not part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was gigging around California and, and realizing soon that I needed Chris to play, you know, music with. So I got there and immediately just was like okay i can see he's like planted roots here we're gonna be here for a minute and he had had guys that we he was sort of playing with up there so we just just decided to like get together and it was literally like two weeks after i had moved to provo and there was this uh billiard hall called oz but it's it's been called a million things but it was called oz at the time and they Mm -hmm. had like a loft upstairs it was literally two weeks after moving to provo and we walked in as a group, and they're like, "Are you the band playing tonight?" And we were like, "Yeah." And sure. then, like about five minutes, and we're like, "Okay, well, we're not actually pl- the band playing tonight, but we want to book a show here. We're a band." And they booked us for ten days later, and we had no songs. Like we had songs that me and Chris had maybe written together, like before my mission, and like mm-hmm. I had written some music, but so we wrote ten songs for a set and played them 10 days later 10 days and like 70 people came to our first show which was really kind of cool and i immediately was like all right we can do this so we just literally every day would write music and then started just booking shows and then when velour opened in Provo, club down there yeah he gave us our first head like headlining show it was about two months after i'd moved to provo and so 
like it was years and years of like hustling and mm-hmm. playing shows wherever, but it was it was right away after. Yeah, fast when yeah. it when it happened, it happened fast. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, it's a it's a crazy business, and it's and it, and as you describe the music, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, it's it's a process of finding yourself as an artist. But it's also been a process, I know, of finding yourself as a mm. as a person and who Tyler Glenn is. Yeah. Um, talk about that. I, I I heard you talk about it at length and very movingly. I thought at the um, the big uh, LGBT um, Equali- equality equality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big banquet that it was about three years ago now. Or? I think it was 2015. Yeah, uh, yeah two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It's uh, it's finding yourself as Tyler Glenn was is a pretty amazing process too, wasn't it? Yeah, it's only been recent because I. But when it happened, it happened quick. It did happen. Yeah, (laughs) no, I know. You know, I mean, I came out, um, and that was like a step. Finding myself, but I still didn't like. I think it was like that was the first step of like accepting a part of me, but I didn't know what to do with it. Um, I did. I was still Mormon. I didn't know how to like, and I still believed that was the. I don't know. I I don't want to say that was the problem, but that was the like, the thing. Cause so it was it was still like okay, I'm gay, but I've always been gay. Now I'm just openly gay, and now I feel kind of like excited to be a whole person. But then like, was still totally believing, and I think I for a year after being out just focus so hard on how how to be a gay mormon that i really didn't even focus on like how to just be me yeah still or should so, I, yeah should or i mean should you be a gay mormon at all yeah and that, yeah. i think that's i mean you can make a choice about one of those things right i think and, well and the one is not being gay that's that's not a choice well yeah and i i discovered that and that's only been like a, about mm-hmm. a year year and a half ago mm-hmm. so i you know they the policy they released in 2015 um you know, just it, that like jump started my down the rabbit hole. Le- kind of leaving thing. the leaving the LDS church right. as well, and I did it. I did it, you know, in through art, and I did it through music, and um, and I did it in some sacrilegious ways that I don't view sacrilegious anymore. But mm-hmm. you know, to some people, it was very like. Yeah, I intense, mean, well, that solo that solo record that you did uh, it's, that was sure. just last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, there's there, there's some stuff on there that I think uh, uh, believers will find very harsh and sure. and uh, you know I mean I don't but yeah yeah but uh, there are probably people who would find it really offensive. It's been com- that's been a complex thing, especially starting Neon Trees again and starting Neon Trees only kind of like essentially a year after making that record. It's like. It's kind of interesting to to see pe- some people being like, like, uh, I'm I'm unsure if I can get back into your music. But that's honestly been just sort of the local mm-hmm. thing, and yeah. like, I see that. You know, I think it hits some of the band members more personally because they live here and they they're still LDS, and that's created a really complex thing in my life. But it's been also been the, m- the most exciting, freeing, creative moment of my life to be able to make that album. So uh, uh, it, it's I guess there was some question, wasn't there, that whether you guys would continue as a band after your personal I odyssey th- there? I don't know if there's ever a definitive question, but like I think 
within the band we didn't talk to each other for a very long you know it felt mm-hmm. like a long time you know at least six to six months for sure we we just weren't communicating mm-hmm. we were still playing shows and we would just would i don't know how much laundry i want to air but we were ju- we were just like kind of not you would do the shows but not we do them but not yeah. even really look at each other and yeah it's very surface yeah. And, yeah, yeah. but i understand like uh, it took me a minute to like because i was begging to be seen and like i wanted i wanted the respect of like you guys know the journey i've been on of anyone you know that i've tried to make mormonism work you know that i wouldn't just throw this out because because i'm trying to offend you Mm -hmm. and that was the thing where i was like i want to be seen and and then i was like wait they need to be seen too i've made it really hard for them to be in this band right now and like they're mormon and it's not safe for them and so that was that weird, like it's kind of un- in a way, it was kind of unfair to them. In a, in a sense, but it, for me, I was like in that, I was in that very pure, like, wow, I have discovered something that's limited my whole life, and like it used to be this thing that I clung to as truth, and it's not. And I, I went through that, like, I think as many people do, like that awakening period where you're just like, I want everyone to know this isn't true, and I want to. You know, I want to save people from you know. You well, you want to you want to be a you want to proselytize. You want to proselytize. You know, you, and I used to be the guy to be like, I can't believe he's doing that. And yeah. like, I'd, I've seen friends leave the church over the years, and it's like, and I got it, and it was painful, and it, it but it was painful because it triggered so many times that I was so judgmental of people processing their faith mm-hmm. and leaving, and I don't know. It was just a very pure. Like when I made that album, it wasn't like years after I'd processed it. I was m- making the music and making the videos as I was doing it. And like, there's a part of me that looks back, and I'm not at any, like, I'm not s- like sad or sorry about anything that I did mm-hmm. with that record. But like, I look back and I'm like, I'm glad I'm not in that space anymore. Like, it's good that a year later, I've found things that are keeping me like you know feel whole and and healed grounded grounded what's the name of that record by the way excommunication it's very it's very on the nose (laughs) yeah Yeah, pretty pretty much says it all doesn't it? sure have you been excommunicated or did you did you did you file formally leave the church no i haven't um i haven't been excommunicated i actually i've been you know approached by the church a couple times to to meet to meet up and i I just don't see the point. Um, what do you What do you mean to meet up to 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 discuss your future? Uh, no, to more to like discuss how they can, you know, when they were really when they were reworking, for example, the Mormons and Gays website. Um, they were doing a two point and they they wanted to sit down and sort of discuss like how they could go about it. The LDS Church did. Yes, and and also mm-hmm. I could have, you know. I could have taken a meeting with any of them that I that I wanted to and I was told that and I was told they'd seen my videos and so it's very interesting to me that I am that much on their radar and they're aware yeah. of it and they yeah. haven't excommunicated yeah. me and that's the thing it's like so I, I haven't removed my name because I'm like I kind of want that opportunity like if like I'm not asking them to be to ex me I don't even think about it anymore but it's more like You've exed people that, you've exed other people 
you know, for other reasons, why, why not? It seems so arbitrary, doesn't it's it? It's kind of just like, yeah. and I, it'd be nice to have that moment to be able to like, look, uh, look some of them in the face and explain my truth to them. If, if I had that moment in that sort of court, but I also don't, I don't think about it and it's not a pressure I even live with anymore. Mm. So I don't know. Uh, talk, talk a little bit about, um, so when you, I mean, you came out, but you you knew you were gay. I say when I was three, but like I don't. I mean, I just knew. I I remember my first crush was in like second grade on a boy in class. So I like always. So when did you quit hiding that fact? <clears throat> did you? I mean, I like after after my mission, I would experiment, um, and I and um, went through that. I went through like lots of closeted that whole phase. Mm -hmm. Um, but I never, I never, like I dated women all my twenties. You did did date women. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I think it was when I, the band broke and we were touring actively and I, it was becoming a thing and I could just like kind of hide in the band world. I was like, Oh, I'm free to be an artist. I'm free to dress however the hell I want to. I'm free to act, you know, even more, Flamboyant. Flamboyant. Yeah, I'm a performer. And it was just like, cool, awesome, I'll hide in this. And, you know, I look back at even our first and second record, and I, there were things in lyrics that I, I on my second record, I, our, our second record, I say, I hint at it a few times in songs. And I think I was just getting it out in that way. Yeah. But I never had to say the words, I'm gay. And, like, it became a thing where, I, like, I didn't even want to. It was like, there's more mystique in it there was just this weird like mm-hmm. cool i can you know bowie never has said he's gay but Mo- morrissey's never really said he's gay like mm-hmm. you know so it was that kind of thing that fluidity but then it was eating me alive inside and i was it was a whole double life thing that catches up with you and i just i knew that that was the thing making me depressed um so i just went to therapy and like i remember we canceled a tour and I just remember those therapy sessions were the ones that just gave me strength to be like, this is something that I can't hide anymore and I just have to do it. So why did, why was the tour canceled? Uh, Oh, I was in a, I was in a really just like terrible place and I should, you were not well, I was not well at all. And it was really at the height of our, of our popularity too. It was 2013 and our second song was, just as big as it had, mm-hmm. it, it needed to be and like we I should have been enjoying it yeah and I wasn't and so we canceled um <laughs> canceled the whole fall thing and I got help and it and for me like the coming out thing has been nothing but healing and exciting and all positive um it was like leaving the church was more painful than yeah that well. was the more like kind of uncomfortable mm-hmm. yeah no i mean again process. and that that's the thing you had a choice of. right you, you had the choice to do that and that's right. harder sometimes and i mean you knew who you were talk about your will you talk about your mom a little bit do you mind yeah no god bit. i just thought uh, that was just terrific um she's also talked or or you did she speak or did you just talk about i think she was in like a video yeah that that's night. what it was yeah. it was a video she's spoken yeah where uh, so you had talked about your coming out and all of that and then she talked about you as her son and i just thought man i mean i just kind of choking up a little bit yeah. thinking about it right now what a what a great woman 
Yeah, I mean, um, like just in, uh, incredible love, and like it was. It's never been selfish with my parents. Like when I told, I think when I came out to my mom, I came out to her. She was pretty much the first person. Like I came out to my producer, but he was. I was making music with him, so I felt safe. But <laughs> it was my mom, and I. Um, and she just like knew what to do and she was panicking inside and she was full believing Mormon and, mm-hmm. um, and she just knew what to do. And she, and my dad took a while and he kind of did the, like, if you know, you can call me back and say you're joking. Cause I kind of like the yeah. class clown guy <laughs> in the family. Um, so I, it was funny. Like my parents thought, I was joking and I thought for sure they were the first to know and just waiting for me to come out. Yeah. But they're incredible. And they, they've gone from like these like kind of panicky, but trying to keep it cool parents like a few years ago to these like incredible allies of just LGBT people in general. And like, Mm -hmm. like stunning, like to just see my, excuse me, just to see my dad, like, cause my dad and I were not like ever buds but like we have just become you know great friends and um i just love him and what, what are their what are their names vision. by the way uh debbie and dale De- debbie, <laughs> debbie and dale. dale my god how american Quite can we pair. be yeah. yeah what are they what do, do you meet what? dales anymore <laughs> no not too much no, we need more dales yeah. what does yeah. what does uh, dale do what was his dale for the longest time i thought he sold tvs that's how distant <laughs> we were like he was just very uh, he's a salesman, but he sold medical device <laughs> metal, precious metals to medical devices. I thought he sold TVs. I did. Like, not like in the last couple of years, yeah. but like, you know, when I was aloof and stealing from him and <laughs> being a te- terrible teenager. And uh, Debbie is, uh, did Debbie work or she? She is just the best mom. Yeah. yeah. And you have brothers and sisters? I do. I have an older brother. Um, a younger brother and a younger sister. And and how are they all with all of this? It's varying. Um, my they're all Mormons still, and um, to degrees. I think you know my. I have a relationship um, with my younger brother and my younger sister currently. I don't much with my older brother, mm-hmm. um, and I think he's he's a great person, and he's very Mormon, and he, um, and that's fine, and. My sister's very Mormon, but there's just um, a different communication breakdown with my older brother right now. So, are they all in California? My all my siblings kind of, uh, for one degree or another, followed me up here after, and I don't think they necessarily follow me, but I think I, I just moved here first, and then so everyone's kind of up here. And it's the Glenn family diaspora, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, so music. Um, is uh, obviously about the most important thing in your life, I would think. Yeah, I think there's been a way more of a focus on like uh, some health too with me because mental health. Mm-hmm. So music and You're fine health. though, right? Yeah, I, I am. I think you seem fine, but... I am. No, okay. I'm still just a very, you know, I, I only feel fine in the last few months, to be honest. Like, I wasn't fine. You remember when I saw you downstairs and I didn't recognize you? I know. I know. I, I didn't recognize you, and, and you said, oh, Bill, we've met before. It's, it's me, Tyler Glenn, Neon Trees. And I, di- and I think part of the reason I didn't recognize you is mm-hmm. well, you had changed your hair. 
yeah, and I all had, of that. But yeah. you didn't look well. Yeah, I just wasn't, a, you know, yeah. You looked, I mean, you just didn't. I just felt like I had the rug pulled on, under me, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I was just, like, figuring out how to just even be me. And I think that was, you know, I don't know. I do, I am very, like, in a good place right now, and that's exciting to me. Yeah. But I, And I don't have the weight of the world or the weight of everything on my shoulders mm-hmm. like I used to. So that's so, nice. So uh, Neon Trees is working uh, on a a new record right now. Yeah. We, we uh, heard a single. Um, yeah. Which, what's it called? Feel Good. Uh, feel Good. Yeah. And it's it's good. Thanks, it's got buddy. It's got hand claps in it. It's got some claps. Uh, <laughs> now, is there, uh, uh, have you finished all the songs or, and you're just putting the, uh, you know, the well, icing know, on them or what? Yeah, to to degree, like we're writing still. Um, we have most of the record, I think, the record that we want to make but i think what's exciting is we haven't been around for a while so we're just kind of figuring out how to put out music in 2017 yeah what's to talk about that a little bit i mean it's uh the whole record company thing that's all, all changed and, yeah yeah what's what do you what what do you what do you think the plan is it we're supported uh we've been on island records for since our career started so to 2008 um They've always been great to us, and we've had great success. I think it's just a, they've they've changed as a label because the music industry's changed. Because, I mean, how I mean, how does it it affects radio just as much as it affects bands? You know, mm-hmm. like I, it's interesting. But I, I think I feel more excited and creative than I did when we were when we first started making records. So I think that's good. Like I'm not tired of this band. I'm not tired of mm-hmm. making the music we make um that's will it, one will it thing. sound like neon trees mostly or is it yeah or has th- it changed in a way i think i think there's a degree of like modernizing but i think we've always been a band and this first single is a taste of what you sound like a band on our record mm-hmm. but we've always we've always been a pop band and i i think people you know think pop is scary but i mean pop like in the way the smiths were a pop band like i just think melodies and and mm-hmm. and danceable yeah, music. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of a, a lot of kind of it's bright. It's bright. It's bright sounding. Yeah, I think yeah, and so yeah, but I think on our records we've always dabbled, but you know our our you know the hits that we've had are have been a style of music that has worked. So we're trying to look at what we've done well and and make music that makes us like excited so Mm -hmm. it's cool is it uh is it i've heard it said that in the music industry now that bands don't make make money selling records anymore yeah not really Uh, they that's why they're so you know there are so fucking many tours uh, like this this summer right now here just in salt lake and provo and yeah, it, or festivals. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just that. But and I and somebody said, well, that's because that's how the bands are making their money these days. Is you got to be on, out on the road making money from gigs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you have, it's sad because you kind of live or die by the hit. And yeah. if you're a band that doesn't think that way, if you're, you know, then that's hard. And if you're an artist, that's hard because like artists don't always naturally write hits and so it's like i don't know it's a very complicated space it's this weird hot 100 space yeah how do you think how do you i mean do you i mean it would seem to be really not good but maybe you have to think how do we make a hit do you think that i I don't think about it consciously i think i my natural leaning is always to go pop because i i just 
that's the music I was brought up with, but like pop music of like all eras and all genres. Like I just, I love melodic melodies. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not a, I feel more capable than ever to write a song. It's just kind of figuring out like the brand of Neon Trees, which I hate. Like, yeah. like okay, what are we known for? What have we done? Mm-hmm. And and that's sort of when it gets a little like, okay, this is, feels businessy and, and brandy, but yeah. I don't, th- feel like we've ever been too brandy seemingly i think uh, because we do we make records we are musicians we write our music like we we aren't millionaires we do this because we love it it's in that way i think it's pure mm-hmm. but i also want to like reject that weird wiring that i had growing up of that like selling out mentality because like i I think we live in an era now where there's so many ways to put out your music and so many ways to get it heard. And luckily we've had times where we've had been on commercials and I think that's actually helped our music and helped our shows and when, when you get a, audience. when you get a, uh, a song that's uh, co-opted for a commercial. Sure. Or like, you know, some sort of Plus that makes cross platform. That makes you a lot of money, doesn't it? When that's some of the money I stuff. Mean, yeah. I mean, somebody, uh, I think somebody once said that blur, Song two, that, yeah, uh, that that's been on, used on so many, you know, movies, uh, trailers, and commercial. And, uh, they, they would never have had to do another song totally. ever. They, totally, they 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 could they retire on money just from that song being used in all kinds of different. Yeah, not to be crass or whatever, but the most money I think we've seen are from those sinks and and then from our tours. But it's so in a way you still make money doing music. It's just not maybe what you like not the dream that you bought yeah. into i think up. you're right though you, you get out get that get that bullshit out of your it's m- bullshit yeah yeah it's because you don't, do what you do and if it gets co-opted like that okay fine yeah still have a soul sure. don't get don't be soulless but there there are wonderful ways to get your music heard and and reject that weird mm-hmm. you know because i loved punk music so it was like there's so many rules in that there's so many rules in being in a band in general and it's mm-hmm. interesting to watch pop artists or hip-hop artists get to like be creative and think outside the box but sometimes as a band you like have to be pure and mm-hmm. you have to be like that old sound and yeah it's yeah it's complicated as a band but who cares like there's bigger things <laughs> yeah. going on in the world but uh so uh the the new song people can hear it where um, all the everywhere, all Just, the iTunes and mm-hmm. Spotify. It's called what's it called everywhere. again? Feel good, feel good. It'll get in your head, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. A month from now, watch out. It'll be <laughs> just kidding. No, <laughs> it'll be everywhere, yeah. right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, and then uh, when when is a, a whole record, a whole album going to be ready? Do you think? Yeah, so we're. I mean, I'm meeting them in a, like an hour to continue. Um, it's kind of we're in the stage of like we have a bunch of songs and it's like do we want to release a couple more singles the rest of this year do we want to release an ep and then a record next year mm-hmm. and i think that's just like trying to see from, that's a whole marketing thing that i don't like naturally think about yeah. but i you know it's just kind of like climbing back into 2017 as the band and then uh like a, a tour yeah, so I I mean to answer your question, the album will be next year and and tour will be next year. But it but for then probably for sure. I'm yeah, but we have shows sure. and 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 lots of things to finish out the year and mm-hmm. just kind of trying to get back in 
into the place again. Uh, I want to just go back on one thing, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, yeah. uh, and I I wanted to go back to your um, your parents for a second, D- Dale and Debbie. Yeah. Uh, and you taught you mentioned that they have become really uh, strong advocates mm-hmm. for LGBT people. Um, you know, uh, Dylan's mother, my ex-wife, uh, has said, and I think it's right, and, and I think other people have probably said it too, that the um, uh, Mormon church will change, will finally change its position someday on um, LGBT members uh, because of uh, mainly the women in the church mm. be- who have gay children. Totally. You know. Uh, that 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 attitude will be what ultimately changes things. Do you think that's true? And and do you think that the and do you see a day when? Now I'm not suggesting that uh, that gays will ever you know go have temple weddings, mm-hmm. but that it will be uh, much more acceptable. The church will be more accepting and and you know and if people uh, have same sex marriages, you know uh, um, you know just. Uh, what am I trying to say? Not religious weddings, but uh, secular weddings. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that they will be accepting of that, and you know, I <clears throat> your the first part. I that's a very cool thought. I don't. I've never thought about that, but that's really exciting to think that the women will be. I think that that's totally true. Women will be the ones to change the church. To to take a step back and to know that it's not actually a true church is it easier to process. It's like okay, so like the prophet didn't receive that revelation from God about blacks in the priesthood. That was because of society and they had to, they felt pressured. So mm-hmm. I think about that with, with this current issue. Yeah. And I'm like, it's weird that in 2015, they'd even let that be a thing. So it's interesting to me. Like I, I want to say like, like we're doing a show in, in Orem at the end of the month called love loud and it's with imagine dragons and a bunch of people and it's very lgbtq centered and it's and it's gotten the attention of the church i'm wondering what will be the thing to get it to really change and i'm I'm thinking like decades from now like i don't know and then there's that other side of me that like just feels like in a place where i don't feel like religion's a, a very healthy thing to even be on to be even be in the earth like <laughs> you know what i mean like so there's that part of me it's like i almost don't care and i yeah I, I just want people to feel like there are other options other than this strict set of guidelines that's pretty impossible unless you're one t- type of way yeah i don't know you know i i, I read somewhere or, god i don't know maybe i don't know what was john delin or but I, or something I read that said, you know, the reason that they, that that the LDS Church hunkered down on this and mm. and really they became even stricter, you Double know, down, the, yeah. the whole apostate thing, and you know, right. if you if your parents or if you're a child of same sex marriages, well, you're sorry, pretty violent you know, yeah, language, yeah, yeah, your 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 parents are going to go to hell. Sorry, Absolutely. that's um, that that they that the church hunkered down on that because they still, you know, you still need something to set, set set them apart you know we are set apart from the rest of the world absolutely absolutely we are set apart the rest of the world may be doing this but we're this is something that makes us special still you know it's the most it just i don't, it's just so bizarre to watch 
the front of the like with the website and the we love all our and it's like no like let's get to the heart of the matter you don't you don't you don't even recognize that we exist you call it something else half the time you don't call it being gay you your culture ejected the this house in Provo who houses LGBTQ people and kids from even being in your freedom parade on the 4th of July you know like oh the freedom festival yeah, yeah. there's just this like your your culture is permeated with rejection and hate and I'm sorry and so yeah like it's just I don't even know where that was going with that well, but I yeah. it's really bizarre to just see because I know the Mormon people are good yeah and they're I mean and I know the Mormon people and I, I don't know the everyone but i i I just you don't know everybody in the mormon church but it's like i don't even feel like uh, i don't even feel like it's a it's to point out even the leaders half the time it's just i think it's the system and it wasn't made for our time and it's you know that's i think that's the reason why i am was so mad at joseph smith last year (laughs) it wasn't necessarily at at like Mormons, like yeah. I'm Mormon. I probably always will be You're in c- my culturally. cultural. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, but it's really complicated. Yeah. It's weird. Well, and I, I guess that, so I was going to lead into asking you a final question. Sure. If, if that all changed, yeah. would you ever go oh. back to the church? But uh, you know, I no, I, I don't, don't even know. I, like I'm just figuring out if I even believe, you know, we're, it's a bigger, mm-hmm. there's bigger questions now, like, which actually if, excites me and makes me feel like there's way more to live for and so no i i would never be mormon again but be happy that's what you need to be be happy or seek it but like also just be like i'm stoked right now like in an hour ago i was kind of feeling anxious in my room so like i'm just happy right now you know you were anxious before you came here it wasn't because of you bill uh-huh. <laughs> i wasn't like okay. nervous to see good. you good <laughs> i'm glad i'm I was glad just dealing that. with general anxiety <laughs> yeah, just okay good and good. probably just because i have just black coffee the mormon kid mm-hmm. trying to get used to yeah black you had coffee. your coffee now you feel better huh? there you go tyler glenn thanks for thank doing you this. Um, neon trees we'll look forward to more music and uh, more shows and and thank thanks you. for stopping by thank you I'm Bill Allred. Thanks, Dylan, for producing the show. And uh, remember, if you're pouring drinks, always make mine a double. Broadway Media Podcast Network.